Okay, so on the bottom line of Chavav Amadiz, the question is, is there Muktzah Lachatzi Shabbos? Meaning, if something was started on Shabbos, non Muktzah became Muktzah middle and then becomes on Muktzah, as the case we had, until now we'll see more cases of this coming up, is that remain Muktzah? Can you have the Muktzah, the fact that it wasn't Muktzah the entire Shabbos, considered a Muktzah or not? So, we're trying to bring it right now from the following case. Toshalik Pulun Vadashin. Beans and lentils. The pulavadashim may karachazulachas. When you start them, before you put them into the pot, you can chew them. It sounds like they're edible, even raw. People used to chew them and eat them in that way. You throw it into the pot. They become, at least before they're finished um, cooking, and as long as they're still boiling, it's not something which is really going to be edible. Gama bishlai, but as soon as it finishes cooking, and now it's going to be ready to eat. Chazalu, see exactly this idea. Thought of normokta, thought of fully edible, fully ready. It became unusable, unedible in the middle, and now it came back again. And we eat them. Like you can cook these beans on yantif, and you eat them. There's no seems to be no issue with that. So it sounds like ain mukta lachasi shabbos. There's something which is mukta for a part of shabbos can become back non mukta again, and that's okay. That's no proof at all. Every every pot you cook is somehow has that has a similar concept. A regular pot before it starts the before it starts it's going to be boiling hot, which means not really usable edible. Ulorta when it comes to the morning you can eat it. Obviously, it starts off non mukta comes it's, and and the halach is that we normally know. That anything that starts off Shabbos or Yantav Mukta is Mukta the rest of Shabbos and Yantav. It must be. The fact that it was just unedible because it was boiling hot or just because it was not fully developed, that's not considered to be something which is Mukta in the same way. Why not? Something which you cause to become ready, which means you put it up. In this case, you put a pot, you made it ready, it's going to be caused. That's not considered, that's not a Shailah. Really, the shayla we had until now was which means something which shemayim caused to become edible and then unedible. The case we had last week where you put the things to dry out and you put them on top of the roof, you can't cause it to become dried out. It's the, you need the sun and then you need the, to make it edible again. So without, and, and we said that in the middle of the process, before it fully dries out, it's not really something you don't want to eat. Once it's fully dried out, the sun comes and fully dries it out. That's considered to be now edible. So that's something which is became unedible because it starts breaking down. Until it fully is dried out, it's not edible. And that was what the Shaila was. How does how do you look at that vis be mukta? It's something which you cause you sort of control over these pots, you have control over when it's going to become edible or not. That's for sure going to be okay. Not a Shaila. What really leaves us as a question what's the Allah of Chati Shabbos Bidishamai? Now we're going to revert back to the question we discussed last week about a Bakhar which was questionable if it has a mumanat, as we mentioned last week, if you have a bachar, an animal, which is a firstborn animal, unless you can establish that it's going to be a mum, kavuayv, a fully established mum, which is not going to get better, not going to go away, that bachar is also to eat. Once as mum kavua, has a mum, which no longer can be now, but as a carbon, now you can shak the animal and eat it. So you didn't see Avaliyahu Bukhar, he had this bachar, shadr l'kameh and he sent it from Ravami to see if it has a boom. 
Savad Leila Mechse. He says, I'm not going to look at it on Yantif. As we had earlier in the Mishnah, Machaikis in the Mishnah, Rosh Shimon was the author uh, that said, you cannot look at it on Yantif. It's not prepared before Yantif. You can't look at it on Yantif. And we had the Yudu disagreed. He obviously is being Machmer like Rosh Shimon. That says it's going to be awesome. Amla Rav Zreika Vitaim Rav Yermia. Rav Yehuda Rav Shimon Alachin Rav Yehuda. He says, Machokas. Rav Yehuda Rav Shimon Alachin Rav Yehuda, which is, Chavis seems to be okay, seems to be fine. So why are you being machmer? Why are you being so stringent and saying you can't look at it? Psak is like Rav Yehuda. It should be okay to look at it and you have to see if it's going to be a mumanat. Another story. A similar thing happened. Savad Lloyd and Lusses, they didn't want to see it, they didn't want to look at it on Yantif. Amlav Yemri, Rav Yitam, Rav Zreka, Rav Yehuda, Rav Shimon. Halacha Kav Yehuda, same question. The halacha is when you have a Machoikas, Rav Yehuda, Rav Shimon, Pasla Kav Yehuda. Should be okay. So why are you, why are you not allowing it to be seen in Yantif? Amlav Abba, my time on the Shukun Rabbanan. Mavodak Rav Shimon, why are you not allowing him? Why are you pressuring him that he can't be Machmalak Rav Shimon? In other words, it's true. Maybe the halacha follows like Rav Yehuda, that's okay. They want to be Machmalak, they want to be stringent. Like, why are you. Pressuring them, they have to. They can't. They can't call him Shimon. They want to be machmal like Shimon. What, what's wrong with that? And why are you uh, getting so upset about that? What do you hold? I heard from Rizera. The lachas like Shimon. So I actually call like Shimon because I heard the lachas like Shimon. I heard that from Rizera. There was a person that was there that says, "Ask you, ask and actually, when I go to Eretz Yisrael, I want to hear those words from Rav Zeir himself. Because you're quoting Rav Zeir that Golak of Shimon, which is not the way we assume till now, we assume Golak of Judah. I like to hear that from him himself when you go to Eretz Yisrael to go hear the Psach from him himself. So Kisalak lost when he went over there to Eretz Yisrael. Ashkenaz Rav Zeir, he found Rav Zeir. Amalei, Amar Malach of Shimon. Did you actually say the Lachas of Shimon that you cannot look at the Bechar and Yantiv? Amalei, no, I actually never said that. I don't understand, Rami. But I did say it is logical that, that way. Where did I get that from? The Mishnah had said, that's the opinion of Rav Shimon, that anything which is not a recognized moment before Yantif, you cannot look on Yantif, it's not considered prepared before Yantif. There was a Brysa on the Mishnah, on our Mishnah, that said, the Chachamim seemed to agree with that. I figured that the Rabbanon seemed to go like Rav Shimon, that's why I passed like Rav Shimon. But I didn't say definitively, I, I was assuming so. Sounds like it's not, it wasn't so clear by Rav Zera. He said that it's logical that way, but he didn't get a clear psak. Simar now still tries to end off my avail. So what's the bottom line? We have a few Amorayim that are saying, we go like Rav Yehuda. Rav Zera says, it sounds like the Olek of Shimon, that it's going to be Yasser. What's the bottom line, Psach? Can you look at a Bechar and Yantif or not? Can you check it out? Or does it have to be checked before Yantif to see if it's going to be a Mum? I'm a Vesa Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. What's the Halacha? Can you check out Mum and Yantif? Tashma, the Talib Ashley Rabbi, they sort of hung it on, a, on, on great people. Who was that? I'm a Shimon Mahazi, I'm a Vishur Malavi, I'm a Vesi Ben Shal, I'm a Rabbi, Shem Kiela Kadisha Dushlein, they heard from the great. Kila Kadisha from the holy um, group of, of people in Yerushalayim, Rishib Machaverov, Amar Lachak Rav Meir. Rishib Machaverov said Lachak Rav Meir. Who's Rav Meir? We never married yet. Who's Rav Meir? Let's see. Gemara Savayinu Kashish, the more first interjects, the new Kashisha Mine. The Kila Kadisha is quoting 
Rishim Rechaveirav, they're much greater than, than they're much older than, than uh, Rishim Rechaveirav. So why would they quote Rishim Rechaveirav? Right, they didn't quote them. They just said that we've seen this going like Rishitas of Meir. Who's of Meir? Where's of Meir come from? It's not. Very interesting case. You shach to the Bechar, and then afterwards you want to show the mum to a coin. You go to the coin, can you look at this mum now? After it shach this is okay. If they look at a mum and says, you know, I could tell that it was a mum there the whole time, it's mutter. And Rav Meir says, before you went to an expert to see if it was a mum, asr. This is asr. That's his psak. And if you shach an animal and only afterwards brought it to the expert to check it out, it's asr. So what do you see from there? What does it do that case about Yantif? Yavis, he says that Riyas the Bechor, checking out the Bechor, is not like a Riyas Trefa. What does that mean? A Trefa is a lacha, which we do every single time we shakht an animal. You check if the lungs are intact. If there's any sort of internal major issues with the animal to know if it's going to be kosher to eat. And obviously we know that we look at the animal and if it looks like it's okay, so we eat it. If it's not, it's a Trefa. We do that obviously after a shakted, right? Not before a shakted. You can't even do it before a shakted. I mean, you can do some things which are external, but most things looked at it after a shakted. Obviously holds. The Riyas Bechor Lav Kriyas Trefa. That a Bechor, you cannot do that after a shakted. It's not a Kriyas Trefa. Riyas Bechor Mechayim. Riyas Bechor, you look at, has to be looked at while it's alive. Riyas Trefa Lacha Misa. Riyas Trefa after Misa. Okay, so therefore what? Fine. So a Trefa you can look at afterwards, a Bechor not. From there we could see we are straight from Vila Biyantif. We ask Bukhama Yari Biyantif. Fascinating. That based on that halacha, that a trefa could be looked at after it's shechted, and a Bukhar not, that's going to define whether or not it's mutter to look on Yantif. Why? So it's like this. If all you're looking at is to see what it was, it means a trefa looking after it's shechted. So you want to basically just see is this going to be a real mum or not. So it's not a psak. Basically, it's going to tell you retroactively, was there a real mum there or not? Was there something real, issue with the lungs, whatever it may be? So, there's, if it's just going to, to sort of see what was, okay, that's fine, you can do that, Yantif. However, if a Bechar, which you can't look at after Misa, you have to look at Michayim, that means that's a real Psak. It's a Psak that you're giving, and you're giving a definitive Psak, and we know that Allah is, you don't do Psak Donin, right, which things which are based like a Bezdin, and things of that nature, cannot be done on Yantif, you don't do Dinam on Yantif. So therefore, Shabbos also. So therefore, the Gemara says that when it's going to just be telling you what was, it's not a psak, it's not a real din. And that's okay. But a real din, similar to like a bezdin giving a psak, that cannot be done in Shabbos. You know, and that's why it's awesome. Amalei Abai, is that true? Is that really what the Machlokas is? Out to Hasan, Beroyin, Mumu, Kipligi, is there, are they arguing about, can you see Mumu and Yantif or not? But Knas Pligi. They're arguing almost on a side point, whether you get a Knas, that means whether you get a fine for not showing the animal to the expert before you shecht it or not. What's the fine? Why should it be a fine? If you find a small cut in the eye after it's shechted, you cannot eat it. Why not? That's something which could change. Meaning that if you have an, a cut on the eye, so a cut to the eye could be something which is not really a big deal. It could heal very easily, and then it's not considered a real mum. There are certain cuts in the eye that are serious mums, that are, it's, it's serious mum enough. The lach is that a mum shab, a it could change after it dies. It means that when it, if it was alive, it could have looked like it was not a big deal. But now when it's dead, it looks much more serious. 
So therefore, if you see it now, it looks like a real mum, you can't assume that, oh, it's for sure going to be okay. No, it could be a changed. So therefore, when you say, Dukan Shabbayin, any sort of cut in the eye automatically, we're not going to allow you to eat it and assume that it was a real mum, could be a changed. So therefore, what does that have to do with us? Keep pligi, mum and shabaguf. Now, a regular mum in the, in the body. Rav Meir Savagazrina, mum and shabaguf, He says, listen, mum shabaguf, it doesn't change. And if you see it looks now very serious mum, you can assume it's okay. But he says, is a sort of a gzera. We cannot look at any moment after it dies, because since there are moments, like the ones in the eye, that do change, we don't allow any looking after death. That's it. Cross the board. Have you this several like There's no gzera. It's true, the ones in the eye are going to be a problem, because that you can't look at after it's dead. But a regular mum, you could. So if May gives a knas, that means he's telling that all any mum which you do not check before it died, we cannot allow you to eat it. Why? Since there is a mum which changed, therefore all mumim that Allah is, you cannot eat it after it died. And that's why it's going to be an issue. Not because of anything to do with Yantav or Shabbos or Psak or Bezdin. It's going to be a, a side point of a knas that since it wasn't shown to an expert before Yantav, it's why it's Asr. And if it's not relevant to our case. I'll bring you a proof that his only issue is based on a knas. These words were, since it was shechted not through a mumcha aser. It sounds like clearly he's, he's bothered why you did it for. What, what allowed you to do it? And that's why it's not. Therefore, it's not a proof to our case at all. And therefore, there's has no proof what the halacha is regarding the looking at a, a bukhar before yantif. That's a side point where there's a knas for showing it to an expert only after a shechted. Ami Verdina. Ami Vadina was the person who used to check out the Bukharim of the Benesia. He was the one who saw if it was a mom, a real mom, not a real mom. That was his job. The Yemen Tavali Akhazi. But on Yatav, he didn't see. He didn't look at it because he held obviously like Rushamin. He would not look at the Bukhar, the mom on Yantav. I'm a leader of Ami. I'm a little He says it's good. You don't look at mom on Yantav. Where's the Amy? Ravami Gufi himself used to look at Mom and Yantav. So why is he saying it's it's good that he didn't look at it? Ravami Kichazi Mias Malavichazi. No, no. He actually used to check it out before Yantav. He didn't look at Yantav itself. But with Yantav, surely called Shali. But in the, Yantav, he would just ask questions. What were the questions he would ask? The ones have a story of the questions he would ask. This was, this was the story. Kihadu Gavin, there was a person, Daisi Bukh, the Kamedir of it. Yantav, he brought a Bukhar to Rava. On Arab Yantif. Have Yasuf, Rav Yasuf was sitting, Kachayev Reish was busy uh, shampooing his hair, he was busy uh, cleaning his hair for Yantif. So he was busy. Dolly and he lifted his eyes. Machazi, the moment he saw the moment, he looked at the moment. Amalai Zil, he didn't go. Vasilamach, come back tomorrow. So what was the point of coming back tomorrow? Kiyasu, when he came back, Lamachar, the next day, Amalai, Hachayav Yovdin. He says, Tell me what the story was. In other words, I saw the mum already. I know it was real mum. Now tell me the story. How the mum happen? So the guy says, I'll tell you how it happened. Amalei Abishadrin Sari Bachi. So there was barley on one side of the, uh, the fence. The hoots of this, uh, this uh, um, fence like of, of thorns. And the animals on the other side of the fence. He wanted to go eat the barley. He stuck his head through the thorns. And the, the thorns tore his lip. And that made a mum. So that was the story. I'm like, don't uncle, maybe you caused it. In other words, if you put the barley there specifically for the sake of this animal getting a mum, 
then we'll see the Gemara is going to say it's not considered a valid mum because you caused the mum in the first place. So the mummy he saw before Yantif to see it was a real mum. But on Yantif he checked out and asked them questions about how did it happen? Did you cause it? Was it on purpose? And he said, no, I'm Lily. I didn't cause it. In other words, they just happened to be there, the barley, and therefore the animal just went to reach it, but it wasn't something I caused. So who told you that if you actually cause the mum that it's Asr, that's not going to be permissible? Who said you can't cause it? I did the Barakah through something else. An example. You cannot put either dough or like a fig. And you'll put on the animal's ear. The dog will see this kishmaka piece of dough and want to take a chump out of the out of the dough and bite the ear, ear off. You can't do that. You can't cause the mum. That tells you even if a mum which you caused is going to be problematic, you cannot allow it to happen. So bottom line is that the checking out the mum they did was always before Yantif, which basically were coming out like Rav Shemin. Check out before Yantif. On Yantif, the most he did was ask questions about the mum. How did it come? Did you cause it? Didn't you cause it? But the mum already was seen before Yantif and Paskin already before Yantif. And just to make sure that it was not a mum that was caused, that's what was done in Yantif itself and everything else before Yantif. Okay. Nishnah continues now with the new halacha about Muktzah. Behemah Shemesah, which died on Yantif, cannot move it. So this is a regular halacha of Muktzah. That there's no use for it once it dies. You can't obviously eat it because it wasn't shechted. It just died. You cannot move it. So it's muktzah. He said, yeah, you cannot move it. And the similar halacha, on challah, which became tummy. So again, there's no use for it. It has to be burnt. You can't, you can't eat anything. You can't eat it at all. They went to the Bismedrish, Rishal, Vamalai, Loi, Azizim. Don't move it. In both these cases, the animal which died, there's no use for it. The challah, which is tummy, there's no use for it. And therefore, it's muktzah. It would sound like a mission like of Shimon. Who's of Shimon? Shimon Neymar. You can cut up a gourd in front of an animal, and You can cut up a dead animal for dogs. So Shimon says it's not muktzah. It has a purpose. You can give feed it to the dogs. So it's not muktzah. And if you would disagree, he says no. If it wasn't dead before Shabbos, then it's also because in your mind, this animal is going to be used for people. And you didn't think it would just die and use it for animals. And Shimon says, no, I don't care. Any animal, even if it dies on Shabbos, it's going to be not mukta because it has a purpose, it has a use, to feed it to animals. So Amishnah sounds like not like of Shimon. Now we go like, we pass like of Shimon, so it's strange Amishnah would not be like of Shimon. Kamara says, no. I feel tamer of Shimon. According to this, Bryce, if Shimon agrees, if it's a regular, healthy animal which dies, just dies, drops dead, then it's Asa. According to this opinion, it's Asa. Why? Because, yes, the animal was, was made for, was assumed to be eaten by people, shafted you know, by people, it just it just dropped dead. So when, did his, when does he, if Shimon say it's okay? According to this, this step, Shimon says it's only okay when the animal was like, Ready to die. It was like it was uh, on its last legs. It was, it was a sickly animal. It was going to die. Then Hashem says that's okay. Why? Because then you assume it's not going to be served to people. It's going to die in a few moments and in a short in a short while. That's what Hashem is matter. But a regular healthy animal, 
According to Rishim, we'll say it's it's Asr. So the Amish is going on a regular, regular healthy animal. That's why it's Asr. Uh, what? What? No, but you didn't know that. Right? You didn't know. Right? You didn't know that. So, so you have no way of knowing. That. I mean, you're right. If if you if you knew that, if he looks like the animal's on its way out, so you assume it's going to be dying, and you can use it. But if it looks like it's healthy, so as far as you assume, it's going to be okay. Someone says not so pashit. You're right. According to the opinion of Mar Baramim, who says that Rav Shimon agrees that by the Chaim Shemesu, that, that regular healthy animals that die are sharper, then you're right. It makes sense. Our mission is going in the case of this regular healthy animal. And Lamar Baid of Yosef, he holds and argues. According to him, even regular healthy animals are die or a mutter. Because he holds, animals always are made either for people or for animals. So if they, if it dies, in back of your mind you assume that if it would die, you use it for animals. So what's Shana Amishnah then? Amishnah is saying it's it's Asr and according to Shimon, even the animals that are healthy that drop dead should be okay. Michael, what are you going to say Shana Mishnah? So Tigger is a Kachim. You know why it's Asr? Because it's Kachim animals. It's animal which is Kodesh. So you can't feed it to your dogs, it's the animal's Kodesh to it. Has to be burnt, so therefore that's why it's going to be a problem. The economy will bring you proof. The attorney Oleh the Chal The second case of the Mishnah was Chal, which became Tommy. Ma Chal Kadesha Chal is the case of Kodesh, which has to be burnt. Afemah the Kadesha. So to animal makes sense. It's going to case which was Kodesh. Gemara says one second. Now you have the problem the other way. El time with the Kadesha. It sounds like the Mishnah was saying only because it's Kadosh. How the Chul and Shayef was Chul will be okay. According to the opinion we just said, that's even animals which are healthy, that die are going to be okay. So fine, very good. Only kachim is an issue, but if it's not kachim, it's going to be okay. The first opinion we said, He says that regular animals are dropped out of Asa. So why is the mission only saying because it's kachim? Even without kachim, it's going to be Asa. You're right. The case was Mr. Kenneth. It was an animal which was on its last legs, on its last uh, last breast. And then everyone agrees that's going to be mutter, according to everyone. And that's where it's going to say, Mishnah would say that's going to be mutter only because it's, and, and therefore only Asr because it's Kachim. Means if it's Hulin, it's going to be okay because Mr. Kenneth. And it's Kachim, it's going to be Asr. So you know, the case of the Mishnah was a case of Kachim, a case of where it's a Kodesh animal. And it's a case where it's a very sickly animal, and therefore like this. If it's a Kodesh animal, if it's an animal which is, which is Kodesh, you can't feed it to your animals. You can't move it. It has no purpose because it's Kodesh. But had the same animal in that state, a Mr. Kenneth, been a non-Kodesh animal, everyone agrees you can feed it to your animal because it's going to be considered prepared before Yantif to feed it to the animals. He is going to die in a short order. Says the Mishnah, You cannot join together or count together an animal yantif. What does that mean? We'll explain in a moment. Let's, let's hold that. You could count beforehand and the shecht on yantif and split it up. What does that mean? What's the case? You cannot make a set amount of money on the animal yantif. What does that mean? So it used to go like this. That people used to want to join together to buy an animal. You have 10 guys get together, which contribute um, $10, 
and give it to the butcher. We each get one tenth of the animal. Give you a hundred dollars, you get one tenth of the animal. You cannot do that on Yantif. Come to the butcher together and each one give a set amount. We give ten dollars, I give ten dollars, I give ten dollars in order to get portions of this animal. You cannot do that. What could you do? You could do that before Yantif. Everyone says what they're going to pay before Yantif. And then on Yantif, they shakht it and gives each person their one, one tenth of the animal. That's mutter. Because we're very paskin to the, the dumb the amount of money before Yantif. Hey, what should you do? So, what, what's going to happen? So, so, if you have, let's say, an animal that you shechted, um, you want to shecht on Yantif, and you didn't make up before Yantif how much each one gets. So, what happens? Each one comes and says, I'll get X amount, I'll get X amount, I'll get X amount, I'll get this portion, that portion, that portion, and then after Yantif, you want to figure out how much it's worth, so you bring another animal similar to it, and you, you evaluate how much each one should be giving, and then you give that money. I'll give one salary, you give two salaries. You can't do that. You can't talk about money on, on Yantif to give out the amount of money. What can you do? You could say, I can say, I get a half, you get a third, you get a quarter. That you could do. And after Yantif, you figure out the amount and how much that's worth, the amount of money. On Yantif, no discussion of money, just discussion of portions. And after Yantif, you figure out the exact amount and how much it's worth in order you have to pay how much after Yantif. I should have a wonderful day.